Hallelujah to Jesus Christ. We worship you, Father. We give you all the glory, God our Father. Jesus said, no one can come to me unless the Father draws them. Thank you, Father, for calling us and sending your only begotten Son to free us and to restore us and to love us and to teach us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus Christ, we gather today to worship you and to honor you and to grow into your image. I pray, Father, today that they are built up in your truth and that they flourish in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray for refreshment upon their hearts. And I pray, Lord, that any disappointment, any place of rebellion, any place of failure that I have been walking in through the break, remove it from them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Give you all the glory. And I pray, Lord Jesus Christ, that every person here may be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, open on the eyes of their spirit, that they may receive your truth and grow in your image, Jesus. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you teach them today, that they may understand you. Thank you, Lord. I pray for clarity and understanding and discernment to reach their hearts, that they may understand what it's all about. We worship you. And we thank you, Lord, for your promises a yes and amen to the glory of Christ. And today, Lord, we ask the Holy Spirit to help us, to strengthen us, and deliver us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Welcome all. Welcome all. <coughs> Thank God we are back. Amen. Uh, has this... Has this break been a blessing for many people? You know, sometimes it's good to be left alone. So you can begin to see what's really inside of you. It's true. The amount of phone calls that I got with the people that that are struggling, have fallen off track, lost their hunger and zeal for the Lord. Sometimes it's good to be left alone to see how much of Christ is needed to be in your heart. Yes, we are the Church of Christ, and yes, we're here to build each other up. but you begin to see how intimate the Holy Spirit wants to be with each person here. I've been seeking the Lord for some direction for this year, and he showed me that it's a year of responsibility. I'd like to share something with you. The highest form of grace that not many people speak about the highest form of grace is responsibility. The mature believer will understand this. That when God delivers you, he strengthens you in your heart, you, be, you begin to enter into a place of responsibility. 
That's how God wants a believer to think in their Christian walk. So many people have used the grace of God to take him out of a place of bondage. Yeah, that's the beginning. So many people have used the grace of God uh, to, rest to restore their life and to receive forgiveness from the Lord. That, that's, that's the beginning of the grace of God. Then the grace of God teaches you to deny all ungodliness. But there is a grace that God wants us to reach, and it's a responsibility. And so many believers struggle to enter this dimension because they're fixed on themselves. Yes, God gives us everything for our enjoyment. Yes, God allows us to have a break and enjoy ourselves. But when you enter a place of responsibility, you're so careful in your walk with the Lord. And this year is a year of promotion. God showed me. People are going to begin to operate in their calling, in their spiritual gifts. Last year was, a, was an interesting year. So much undoing the works of the devil through their character, through the attitude of their heart, through the natural man. So much was given from the Lord. Something that I'd like to share before I continue my preaching. I've had so much time to spend with the Lord. I've received so many messages and phone calls from people that are demanding help, that are demanding for me to walk alongside them. And I'm willing. But what I ask is that lesser of the phone calls, lesser of the messages, come and hear and be transformed. Because it's not a quick fix. Walking with God is a process. And we are happy to walk with you. And I wish not to allow anyone to be disappointed from me. Before I start this year, I want people to understand that I'm not neglecting anyone. But what I want is people to come and hear and allow their hearts to be transformed. Allow them to grow. Because it's a family. It's a teaching. When you understand faith, it's a teaching. And it's a process. It's a work. And yes, God will meet you where you are. It's true. But there has to be a commitment. When you're always coming to God for a need, God sees that you want your problems to, to be fixed, and he does fix your problems. But what's, what God is most after is that you follow him. So many people's journey has been a, a journey of um, waver, backsliding. Rebellion, doubt, a tug of war. And God doesn't want our journey to be like this. When I came here today, alone to pray, God started to show me that he can't wait to reach and build the body. But we have to come with an expectation and a responsibility. That once God fulfills our desires and heals our hearts, we have to come prepared to do for others also. So important that you understand this. There's no point gathering here every week and we are getting something from God and we go out and live life uh, unactive in the spirit and not used by God. God delivers you first. The Bible says whatever you receive freely, you give it out freely. Everything that God's given me now, I'm laying it down. Me and my family. My wife's made many sacrifices to look after children. I have six children. I run a business and my time is so valuable. My wife has made many sacrifices to do what I'm doing and I take my journey serious. But what's most important is that we are growing. We are growing. The most important thing, faith is, is a process of growth. And that we are growing, we are maturing. I don't want to see people here that are uh, polluted or missing the mark 
the Bible says, examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. And, and that shows me that we have to be so careful how we walk with God. And this is for your own hearts now. You're going to see Christ and this life, it's over. There's going to be nothing left anymore. This is how I think every day. As I'm in this world, we are not of this world. But every day I think about that everything that I've lived for, it's going to cease. And w what's left is that me and Christ and my life on earth. Every day I have this mind. You know what that allows me to do? Not to uh, make residence in, in the teaching of this world. But take your journey serious. Because you have one chance to live here on earth. You don't have any, any chances any, anymore. So I want every person to understand this here. When you understand this, you have such a seriousness to walk with God. One chance to live for Christ. You don't know when your life is over. You don't know when your book is closed. So for me, my greatest desire is that I have no regret when I see the Lord. That I have trials and challenges and things come my way, yes. But I want to know in my heart that I, that I, I was all unto him. I was surrendered everything to him. And every person needs to know this. I can come here and teach, but the most important thing is that I'm true to God. And that demands your time, your entire self to be for him. So please, this year, take your journey serious. When I see a person come here every week, and it's, it's not about me or this place. When I see a person here coming here every week, I see they want to they grow. They want to understand how to grow. They want to understand how to move forward. It's the most important thing that you understand. So this is my heart for the Lord, is that you be true to him. The most important thing is that he is working in your heart and the Holy Spirit is maturing you. I like to have a compass. In my teaching, God always gives me a compass. You can measure your faith. From the teaching that God's given me, you can measure your faith. You can say, okay, I, I see where I am. Can I have a microphone, please? So the Holy Spirit gave me today something to speak about. And I love when the Holy Spirit is controlling the teaching. It's not working? Yeah, can I have a place? And you can stay here as well. So, so in Matthew 22, 37, it's interesting how the Holy Spirit wanted me to preach about this. I had so many heavy teachings ready about the Canaanite spirit. And I don't think it's a good time to digest that the first day back. <laughs> so it says here, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. So can, can I ask you something? When you read this, what's the first thing that comes to you? When you read this here, what's the first thing that comes to your heart? Yeah, so am I doing this? So you're questioning yourself, am I doing this? Okay? Um, anyone else want to add to this? So when you read this here, you see the foundation of what we stand for as Christians. This is the truth. See, the whole point of me preaching this is to take your focus off the need and the want and to focus on being in Christ. Because when you're in the center of this place, everything naturally follows you. You don't have to force it. You don't have to pressure God for it. It comes naturally. It's true. 
Because when you're in this area of your life, how can the enemy come and eat inside? How can the world come and eat inside? They cannot. Christ will be found in every way. And it's true. But when you read this here, the Holy Spirit gave me direction. When you read this here, Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord thy God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. What's the first thing that comes to you? A principle. Anyone? Don't be afraid. I'm not going to. What's that? Your heart? Yeah. So I'm looking for something else. Commitment? What's that, sorry? Prayer life? Sacrifice? Love God? What did you say? I can't hear you, sorry. Hunger. Hunger. Amen. It's good. Anything else? Uh, what's that? Total surrender? Obedience? Okay. The Holy Spirit showed me the principle of how to reach this area and, and what you are to focus on. And Paul speaks about it. Powerful. Okay. Thanks, Chris. So the Bible says this is the first and great commandment. <clears throat> when you read this scripture, you have a lot to work on, I'll tell you that. When I sit with believers today, I ask them questions. Uh, where's God working? What's proof that he's working in you? Someone will say to me, I, I've preached the gospel. Someone will say to me, I've led people to the Lord. And, 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 and this, is, this is the Father's will for your life. But God wants to do something inside of you. When you understand this, you'll be free. Because you will locate the Holy Spirit in you. Beginning to deal with those barriers. I'm very, I'm very um, big on heart. I'm very big on heart. You know why? The Bible says when you seek him with all your heart, you'll, you'll what? You'll find him. He will come to you. He will actually come to you when you seek him with all your heart. And this is the big question. So, so many people do uh, Bible studies and come Sunday, we worship the Lord. So much teaching gets into you. But is your heart there? And, and are you understanding how he begins to work inside? Let's go to Paul's teaching. It's so powerful. You know, I get excited because the Holy Spirit directs. When he directs, there is growth. There is growth. There's no doubt about that. So let's read 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1 to 6. You can begin to see from this scripture here. Yes, Paul's correcting false teaching, but you can begin to see here the promises that come with this blessing. So the area of where you are to love God with all your, your heart, your mind, and soul, this is the foundation of it here. And not all of it, I just want to read the whole scripture in context. It says here, Paul, an apostle, special messenger, personally chosen representative of Christ Jesus, by the commandment of God our Savior, and of Christ Jesus, the Messiah, the Anointed. Our hope, the fulfillment of our salvation. To Timothy, my true son in the faith. Now he's establishing here, uh, what is a true son? And how you can see that he is walking in the truth. Grace, mercy, and peace, inner calm, and spiritual well-being from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Now look at here, look at the blessings here. Grace, mercy, and peace. In the calmness, spiritual well-being from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. As I urge you when I was on my way to Macedonia, stay on Ephesus so that you may instruct certain individuals not to teach any different doctrine, 
nor to pay any attention to legends, fables, myths, and endless genealogies, which give rise to useless speculation and meaningless arguments rather than advancing God's program of instruction. Now, now he's talking about a program here that you can advance in it. Paul always speaks about that I worship God from the law of the spirit of faith. There is a law of faith that you can actually grow in and, and begin to see where you are with Christ. I love to see where I am with Christ because then I can identify how I need to grow. But look what it says here. rather than advancing God's program of instruction, which is grounded in faith and requires surrendering the entire self to God in absolute trust and confidence. Now, now you begin to see here of what it means to be advanced in God's program. First here, you have to surrender the entire self to God in absolute trust and confidence. And that's a process in itself. But look what it says here. But the goal of our instruction is love, which springs from a pure heart. Now he's showing you now the area you are to focus on. From a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. These are three foundational pillars that allows you to, to advance in God's program. Isn't that amazing? Three major principles, and I'm going to break it down first about the pure in heart. But it shows you the goal of our instruction is love. Remember? Love the Lord our God with all thy mind, your heart, soul, and mind. Look, he's showing you the instruction of love. It produces a pure heart a good conscience and a sincere faith. And they, they are major teachings in this place. For you to see, okay, I'm strong in this area, but I'm lacking. You'll begin to see it. Some in individuals have wandered away from these empty arguments and useless discussions. Uh, this is the world today. We have uh, COVID preachers, unfortunately. Um, government, um, trying to expose governments. Everyone's trying to see the next move of what the world is doing. This is useless to God. Sorry to bust your bubble, but it's useless to God because his program is pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. And that only focuses on the Father's will. So many people get stuck in this area. Some individuals have wandered away from these empty arguments and useless discussions, wanting to be teachers of the law of Moses, even though they don't, they don't understand the terms they use or the subject about what they make such confident declarations. Speaking about today's uh, world now, how we are so fixated on what the government and the world is doing. Yes, the Antichrist is at work. Yes, the world is, is uh, preparing for the coming of the Lord. But most of all is that you prepare for what God put you on earth. The most important thing I want to know is the book that God wrote for me on earth. Because that's the only thing that I'm going to take back to the Lord. Nothing else. It's true. <clears throat> what does the Beatitudes tell you? Blessed are those who are, for they will, they see God. You will see him. That word see is very powerful. I'm going to read it out for you. So there is a program. There is a program that you advance in. Wouldn't you want to be part of that? Wouldn't you want to know that, okay, I can see it now. I can see the program that I need to advance in. Okay, so loving God has three major principles and foundations. A, a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. This is very powerful. <clears throat> so in Matthew 5a, it says, Blessed is the pure in heart, for they shall see God. 
the Greek word for sea is opta optam ahi. I hope I said it right. It's the Greek Strong's uh, 3700 for all those who are following. And this, this, this is what it means. To see God, this is what it means from the Greek. Ready? It defines as to discern clearly, mentally, and physically. Discern. It defines as to experience him intensively. So when you walk in the purity of God, which I'm going to write about, which I'm going to speak about, it allows you to experience him intensively. Experience him. He becomes your Lord. He, he begins to dominate you and dictate your life. It defines to be aware. It defines to visit you. To look, to look at closely. When you're walking in the purity of God, you will see him closely. It's true. To gaze, that is with wide open eyes, as something remarkable. That when you walk in the purity of God, you will see him like this. Someone may say, I haven't seen God like this yet, but I want to. And this is the heart that God is after. This is the heart that God is after. I want to. Okay, so let's go to, f see, when you understand, you were called, you were called by God for this. You were called to be transformed in his image and to walk in the purity of Christ. You were put on earth for this. That's the first foundation that you are to focus on. Not casting out demons, healing the sick, operating in the gifts and, and, and whatnot. You were called to be like Christ in your heart. Do you understand this? Because whatever you do after that cannot trap you. The devil cannot steal nothing from you because your heart is like God. You understand? Meaning that the first pillar and the foundation you focus on is the pure in heart. You know why? Because you sustain it for the rest of your life. Nothing will be taken away. You won't start strong and then get stuck in the area. You'll be strong and you'll flourish and you'll grow. But isn't that interesting when you see the, why the Bible was given to you? The Word of God was given to you so you can... So you can allow God through the Holy Spirit to be pure. Let's go to First John chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. It's from the New King James Version. Now look here. Look here why the Bible was given to you. So many people use the Bible... Uh, to preach and to and to teach, but when you understand the foundation of why you were put here on earth, a lot of undoing that the Holy Spirit needs to undo in your heart. You know the first major um, battle that you go through, you begin to see how powerful the flesh is. You begin to see how powerful it is and how it doesn't it does not want to submit to God. When I first started with Christ, this is what I saw. And I'm not giving glory to the flesh. I'm showing you that in the beginning, you have to be so diligent to break, break free from that area. Look what it says here. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should, that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Now look at this statement he's making. We can just read and, and, and glimpse through it, but look at the statement that the world does not know us because our language is foreign to this world. They live for something else. They strive for something else. And believe me, we have a lot to work on. We have so much of the system of the world fixated in our hearts. And, and nailed down in our hearts to make us believe that we can have a bit of this and a bit of that. But I'll explain. 
Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Now, now these, these, these letters were written towards the end of their ministry. These letters were written towards the end of their ministry, meaning they, they were getting prepared to see the Lord. Now, if, there's, if, if, there is, if there is books of wisdom, these are the greatest books you can read. They're short, but they're so heavy. He's showing you from all those pages they wrote, they're putting it in a, in a, in a little letter and they're saying, here, take this book. It will, it will um, prolong the whole process and allow you to understand what you are to focus on. Look what it says here. Uh, next one, please. Beloved, now we are children of God and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, the coming of the Lord. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Next one. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Of God establishes a major foundation. Why were you called to be a child of God? Yes, through the blood of Christ, he ransomed you, but then he called you to be pure. And that is the greatest process of the Holy Spirit that anyone undergoes. Yes, when you're pure, you can be the eyes, the hands and feet of Christ on earth. With no deception, with no, with no, uh, with no filth. Um, so that's the scripture for this. Why you were called was to be pure. And you begin to see, am I cooperating in this area? So many people are lacking in their soul in this area. They pray and they're feeling and thinking and doing something else. So what's the foundation? What's the foundation according to what it, what it means to start in the purity of God? Where does it all begin? We'll go to Psalms 119. Now it's interesting here because he's speaking to a young man. Meaning a babe, he's just got restored by the Lord. And... And he's in an area now where there is what? What do you see from this? How can a young man keep his way pure? You see discipline. Discipline. Look what it says here. How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping watch on himself, according to your word, conforming his life to your precepts. Now the New Testament speaks the same language. Can we have the next scripture, please? No, there's another scripture. First uh, Peter chapter one. First uh, Peter chapter one, nineteen to twenty-three. Now look what it says here. So it shows you that he ransomed you. It shows you that he ransomed you by the blood. Look. But with the, this is First Peter chapter 1, verse 19. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. So Christ had to come and die on the cross before the foundation of the world. It was ordained before the world was formed. And he came in these last times for us to deliver us. Now look what it says here. But was manifest in these last times for you. Next one. Who through him, believing God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Next one, please. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth 
through the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. So you begin to see, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth, you start to see that's the foundation that you have to start on. And this is the reason why you read the Word of God. He said that God can create a purity in your heart. Have you ever seen the Word of God like this? It's so important. I think God is showing me this because before the gifts and before your calling, you begin to operate in this way, you are safe. The first foundation is this place. The, the enemy won't trap you. Your heart won't become prideful. Your heart won't become hard. Jealousy will be taken away from you. Pride will be taken away from you. The world will be taken away from you. Before God, does, before God sets a foundation in you to walk in your calling and your gifting, he has to establish this. Does that make sense? So your focus, where is it to be? You start to see, well, I can see through my character. I can see where my time is consumed. I can see that I'm still a slave to sin. I can see that I'm continuously uh, double-minded, being swayed in a tug of war, you start to see. Now, as you know, I always preach about the blessings. There's a consequence. Many people don't like to speak about the consequences of not cooperating with the Holy Spirit through the Word of God. There is a consequence if you don't purify your heart. You want to see? Yes. Close your eyes, everyone. We go to the next scripture. Look at this scripture. Psalms, I think Psalms 24. Okay, this one here. Now look here. How God shows himself. Now this is, if I was to hear this, I, I would say to myself, I can understand why my life is not in order. What is God? A God of order. He's a God of order. Now I chose the ESV because it explains it. Very simple. It says here, with the purified, he's cooperating with the Holy Spirit because the role of the Holy Spirit is to cleanse you. And all the way through Hebrews, it tells you not to harden your heart when you're disciplined by God. Allow him to touch those areas of your life so you can move beyond this place. But look what it says, with the purified, you show yourself pure. And with the crooked, you make yourself seem torturous. Now, you'll begin to have an answer. Why am I feeling this? Why does this keep on coming in my life? Why am I continuously struggling? This is the answer. Uh, stop blaming the devil. This is the answer. Because when God is purifying you, the enemy has nothing to feed on inside. It's true. He has nothing to eat inside. You begin to see why Christ died for you. Christ died for you to become pure. When your heart is pure, believe me, you walk in his peace. You walk in his rest. And God is patient with you. Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Repentance is a very big word. But it's interesting, the crowd that we have here mostly is youth. And it doesn't matter how young or old you are. When you begin your journey with Christ, you have a, you have a task, and that's to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Now look what it says here. For you save a humble people, but the haughty eyes you bring down. For it is you who light my lamp. The Lord my God lightens my darkness. For by you I can run against the troop. And by my God, I can leap over a wall. This God, his way is perfect. 
the word of the Lord proves true. You see, all the, all the scriptures that are brought about purity starts through the word of God. You see, it's true. Pure takes you back to the word of God. That's how you can see, okay, what's operating in my life. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for those who take refuge in him. Look, look at the blessing at the bottom. Look where it begins. Okay, can you begin to read the Bible like this? And you begin to see that God shows himself the way he is because you've understood what it means to follow him and become his child. And this is when you begin to rely so much on the Holy Spirit. That's why he was given to you. Have you come to ex expect something else today? I tell you the truth. This is what will change your life. He's interested in what you meditate on your heart. What you premeditate in your heart, he's so interested because he is jealous for you. You've bought at a price. It is blood. We are all on this journey, but as long as you can have clarity of where you're going. So many believers today, they don't know where they're going. I believe in Jesus, it's as far as they go. When you know the Holy Spirit, he puts everything um, into perspective. You begin to see, okay, you go into one place, you start on another. Okay. Now let's look at the opposition. We're going to go to James. James chapter 3, verse 13 to 18. Now you begin to begin to see now your opposition. What's your opposition against the purity of God? There is an opposition. When you know the opposition, you begin to see, okay, well, I can see now. I understand now. Let's see this scripture. <clears throat> yes, there's a lot of scripture there, but let's get our answer of what is our opposition and our opponent against the purity of God. <clears throat> James three thirteen to 18. Who among you is wise and intelligent? This is from the Amplified. Let him by his good conduct show his good deeds with gentleness and humility of true wisdom. But if you bitter, if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and as a result be in defiance of the truth. This superficial wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but is earthly, secular, natural and spiritual even begin to see your opponent the most important thing from this teaching that you begin to see your opponent for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist there is disorder unrest rebellion you begin to see and every evil thing and morally degraded practice. But the wisdom from above is first. What's the major principle that God wants to establish? Purity. You see? The true wisdom of God, the, the foundation, the pillar of that foundation is a pure heart. Morally and spiritually undefiled. Then peace-loving, cautious, considerate, gentle, reasonable, and willing to listen, full of compassion and good fruits. It is unwavering without self-righteous, hypocrisy, and serving God. And the seed of whose fruit is righteousness, spiritually mat maturity, is sown in peace by those who make peace by actively encouraging goodwill between individuals. So you begin to see the foundation of a pure heart is spiritually mature. 
Does that make sense for everyone? Everyone seems to be asleep. <laughs> you begin to see this foundation. It's very important you know this. Let's go to the next one. James 4. James 4. Verse 1 to 8 in the Amplified. What leads to the unending quarrels and conflicts among you? Do they not come from your hedonistic desires that wage war in your bodily members, fighting for control over you? You are jealous and covet what others have, and your lust goes unfulfilled, so you murder. You are envious and cannot obtain the object of your envy, so you fight and battle. You do not have because you do not ask God. You ask God for something and do not receive it because you ask with wrong motives, out of selfishness or with an unrighteous agenda. So that when you get what you want, you may spend it on your, your adulterous, disloyal sinners, flirting with the world and breaking your vow to God. Do you not know that being the world's friend, that is, loving the things of the world, is being God's enemy? So whoever chooses to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says to no purpose that the human spirit which he has made to dwell in us lusts with envy, but he gives us more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and live an obedient life that reflects both our faith and our gratitude for our salvation. Therefore it says... God is opposed to the proud and haughty, but continually gives the gift of grace to the humble who turn away from self-righteousness. You begin to see, this is a big scripture. Take this to heart. Let it speak to your heart. So submit to the authority of God. Resist the devil. Stand firm against him and he will flee from you. Come close to God with a contrite heart and he will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your unfaithful hearts, you double-minded people. It's not an easy scripture to receive, but it's the truth. You begin to see what God needs to focus on. He is interested in this place. Every scripture that I've shown you, from the words of Jesus to the Apostle Paul, to Peter, to John, to James, they speak the same language. You begin to see the area you are to focus on. You begin to see from the old to the new, the same, the same point they're trying to get across to you. Allow the Holy Spirit, the, the gift that God's given us, it's good that I go away. He gave you the Holy Spirit to purify your heart. Someone may say, now I understand why I pray in the Holy Spirit. When you're led by the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Now you understand why I rely so much on the Holy Spirit. Because it's the Spirit's task on earth to do this work inside of me. How many people know this? The Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit was to edify you and to build your innermost being. So why aren't you praying? Why aren't you giving him the time to do the work inside you? Because that's his role. Where the Spirit of the Lord is freedom. That's the role of the Holy Spirit, to free you. You cannot fight this battle in the natural. You cannot say, I'm going to keep away from this and I'm going to make boundaries. The Holy Spirit does this. You understand? But you begin to see where God needs to focus on. Now there's a promise with the person who purifies their heart. Does God just use anyone? No, there is a promise for the person who has this heart and mind. There is a promise for a person who purifies their heart, God is able to use them. And I like to say this, read it out to you. It's in 2 Timothy. 
chapter 2, verse 19 to 22. Can I say something to you? In the church, there are the sheep and the goat, but they're both in the church. Don't fall into the trap of being a goat. A goat is, is, a, is a, an animal that cannot be tamed by the shepherd. When you purify your heart, you're a sheep. You can be tamed from your master. But a goat, he's rebellious. He cannot be tamed. When it comes to purifying your heart, it's a discipline. It's a commitment. It's a price you have to pay, but it's what you are. It's what you're called to be. You understand? The goat and the sheep, they're going to be separate, but both of them are in the church. Unfortunately, there's people here in the church that don't want to be tamed. Uh, it's the truth. That's what the Bible says. Don't be that people. You have free will now to allow the Holy Spirit to purify your heart. That's why you were created. You weren't created to be used by God externally and internally. You're polluted. You were called to be transformed in your heart, to walk in his love and his truth. But you begin to see what it's all about. As long as you can know what it's all about, you're, you've kick-started your journey. But don't be that person that's a goat. That continuously doesn't listen to his master. Don't be that person. I tell you the truth. Don't be that person. Look what it says here. He says, nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. Now, this is a solid foundation that God promises. Having this seal, the Lord knows those who are his. And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house... There are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Now he's showing you in the body of Christ, in the church, this is what it looks like. There are some that are going to be used by God. Are you being used by God? You begin to see. No, I'm not being used by God. Some people say, yes, I am being used by God. And God wants everyone to be used by him. But you have to understand that the basis of you being used by God determines how you purify your heart. The basis of God working through your life through the Holy Spirit determines how you've cooperated with the Holy Spirit and allowed Him to work on your heart. So let me put it this way. So if you're not being used by God, then you've missed the mark of Him purifying your heart. That's how it sounds. There is something that, you're, that you've fallen short and you haven't allowed the Holy Spirit to work on those areas of your life. You were called to be ambassadors for Christ. You weren't called for anything else. Yes, you have a house. Yes, you have, a, you have children. Yes, you have a family. Yes, you have um, responsibility on this earth. But how, how God sees you, you were called to be ambassadors on earth. Paul says it like this, you're a walking epistle. Meaning, the way you live, the way you walk, is how you preach the gospel. Not even words are needed. But the way you live for Christ um, says that God is working through your life. So Paul says you're a walking epistle. But it says here, but in a, great, in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Flee also youthful lust, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of her. You see where God's looking? You see? Everything, they speak the same language. The most important thing is that you understand this because then the Holy Spirit will begin to pinpoint the areas that he needs to focus on. 
You see? You see the foundation of who you are? You were called to be pure like your master. Gold can never be destroyed. Silver can never be destroyed. It's continuously, continuously in the furnace, in the furnace, getting those particles out. Doesn't last too long. Meaning that when you're disciplined, people give up. When the Lord rebukes you, don't harden your heart. If he doesn't give you what you want, don't harden your heart. You begin to see it's further than you thinking, I need something from God. I need to be transformed by God. You will never be discouraged if you understand that you were called to be transformed by God. You won't have any standard of what God needs to do in your life. There'll be a process that what he needs to do inside. You begin to see you'll never get discouraged in this area when you understand this. You will never give up because you understand it's something that he needs to do inside. When Christ is in your heart and you're walking in his purity, the whole of heaven is yours. Because you're walking in his nature. Does that make sense? Your prayer, your prayer will fall on good soil. You'll see the Lord working in every area of your life. It's the truth. Why so many people's prayers are not answered? Because they miss the mark of how they need to walk with God. They're missing the mark. They get stuck on the blessings. They get stuck on their healing. They get stuck on their deliverance. They get stuck on their breakthroughs. But if you've allowed the Holy Spirit to work on a pure heart, Satan has no grounds over you. The world has no grounds over you. Sin has no grounds over you. Holy Spirit's there. You see, no longer will your life be tossed back and forth. No longer will you feel like you're in a tug of war. There will be order in your life. The Holy Spirit will promote you to the next uh, blessing or the next promotion. So how I read the Bible here is to read my heart. Hebrews 4.12 tells you the first, the first encounter you have with God's word is to what? Transform inside. Understand this and you'll be free. Understand this and you will not be asking God for anything but to create in me a... You see, the Holy Spirit works in this area. Then after whatever God gives you, spiritual gifts, your calling, your purpose, devil can't come in and try to take that away. Why? Because purity is there. Satan cannot stand where the purity of God is. You understand? Understand this. The most important thing for my life is that I understand how to read the Word of God. There are two major principles in my life, how I pray and how I read the Bible. I think your Christian life um, is built on that. True? How you pray, how you read the Word of God. They're the two major foundations. Guess what? If you get it wrong, you'll be ineffective. You, you won't understand where God is working. Does that make sense to everyone? You see, he promises you that if you purify yourself, God will use you. So what allows you to be used by God is determined and measured by how you cooperate with the Holy Spirit in purifying your, your heart, your soul, and your mind. It's taken away from me now about being used by God. God, wherever I go, by the grace of God, he uses me. But I've understood something deeper now. God wants to fall in love with everything inside of me. I've understood it deeper now. That the Holy Spirit is so sensitive to what I'm meditating and entertaining inside. And you begin to see your time, how it's wasted. How the things that you think and work towards so hard is wasted. You start to see. Don't be that believer. Don't be that believer. Believe me, I had many challenges. I like to speak about them openly. I'm not afraid to speak about them openly. I had many challenges of sin, temptation, the love of the world, fear, anxiety. I had many challenges. But I've understood how to walk with God. 
when you understand how to walk with God, you will never give up. When you're always coming to God, bless me, Lord. Take this away, Lord. Fix my problem. You missed the mark. You've missed what he needs to do inside. Does that make sense? Amen? So it's interesting how the Holy Spirit wanted us to start with a pure heart. And this is the first episode of what it means to walk in the purity of God. We'll begin to pray now. Um, stand up, please. The man that is sent from God, the leader, the pastor, the prophet, the apostle, whatever it is, he teaches you this. God's most interested with this. He's most interested with this, that your heart is pure. And I pray by the grace of God that every person comes along with us on this journey to allow their hearts to be transformed. I don't want to see people here facing difficult times and they stay away from Bible studies. I don't want to see people here when they get attacked by the enemy, unfortunately, uh, uh, isolate themselves and allow to be punching back from the enemy. Whatever's happening in your life, keep coming. Allow the Holy Spirit and the Word of God to transform you. Don't be that person. As long as you can have clarity of what's happening in your heart, you can keep moving forward. And that's my heart today. That you just allow the Word to be planted in you. So let's open our, and open our hearts as we seek Him. You begin to see now, it's not a quick fix. It's not, I need to come to the prayer line. <laughs> you begin to see it's something bigger than that. And don't get me wrong, we're here to pray for you. We're here to stand with you, yes. But you begin to see, I have, I have a process and I have a principle that I need to follow now. And the Holy Spirit will give you clarity. He will teach you. So let's open our hearts to the Lord with a true heart. Open their hearts to Him. Uh, Father, Father, in Jesus' name, we approach your throne of grace boldly by the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus. Father, in Jesus' name, you promised us when two or more agree on something on earth, it shall be done in heaven. Father, I believe that this prayer will reach your heart in truth because we were created to be pure like your son, Jesus Christ. And I pray for grace to be released upon every heart today that they can walk in your purity. Lord Jesus, we pray that we can be your true bride that walks in purity with God. I pray this prayer, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, we pray this prayer to your heart that you create a pure heart in us so we can fellowship with you truly. Thank you, Lord. I pray that the Holy Spirit is released upon every heart, beginning the great process of purifying our hearts, purifying our minds, and purifying our soul. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We receive this by faith, and we believe and allow us to enter into this place in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God loves this prayer. He loves this prayer. This is not a show, it's the truth. He loves this prayer because he knows your call is true to him. We are here to help you, but also prepare you for heaven. Praise the Lord Jesus. For all the people that want prayer, we will pray with you. But I want you to understand the deep things 
of loving God. It's deeper than just believing in him. It's your entire life. It's got to be fixated on the truth with a deep conviction and cooperation with the Holy Spirit. So bless you all and rejoice today because God has given us the way out of all our troubles. All your troubles is in this place. It comes out of this place, all your troubles, all your problems, all the fights that happen inside of you, all the torment that you go through. Your answer is in this place because when you're after the heart of Christ, nothing can come against you. Nothing can be stolen from your life anymore. When you know the truth, truth sets you free. That is the truth. Bless you all, and thank you for coming, and prepare your hearts for Sunday. Amen.